illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef planner and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from the Heiner Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. How in the hell are you doing, Beach? Billy, having having a, a nice relaxing. Uh, well, I just got done with work, got home, and uh, now I get to record a podcast with you. So, really, could my life get much better than this? No, really. Yeah, you you should probably be paying for this. this uh, really, uh, really, this, this luxury of life. Yes. Uh, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our insight, experiences, and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others, and just generally talk Beaver sports, football, tailgating, and screw around a little bit every week. Beach, it is time for show number 111. Wow. 111. What do they call that when something goes the same as forward as backwards, like the word race car? Um, you know, it's spells a out. Uh, palindrome. Yes. So we're, we're at a palindrome, aren't we? Sure. A numeric palindrome? Yes, absolutely. Mm, okay, maybe. Yeah, race car. That's always one of my favorite ones. Does <laughs> race car spell backwards is race car. Yep. All right, so we are on to episode <laughs> five of season seven. I just want to remind everyone you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Citrato app. Please listen and subscribe to us on iTunes if you don't do that. Um, there's a couple ways to get in touch with us. HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Uh, also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Heinrich Tailgater. Also check out Heinrich Tailgater on Facebook. All right, Beej. So uh, Kyle, I hate you, Kyle, already emailed us in his picks for the week, but he also texted me today with a little listener feedback. Ooh, what was the feedback? Well, I'm all ears, Billy. Uh, I'm so excited. He said, uh, you have... The jackass of the week brain goes to you, and 
you're this week's brain jackass of the week. He says he prefers the second one. And Hold I, on, I, are we talking about me? No, me, when I do the jackass of the week award. Uh-huh. So he says it's better if I go, you're this week's uh, 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 jackass of the week, as opposed to this jackass of the week award, uh, 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 goes to you. He says he thinks the second one has more punch. Okay. And I, to I told him, I go, I don't have, we don't have a script right now. We kind of have an itinerary of stuff we're mm-hmm. going to talk about. But I, and a lot of it we just kind of do on the fly, and I can't remember what I do every time. Yeah. So. We, 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 we ramble sometimes. So, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> we kind of get out into the weeds a lot of times. Race car. We, we, pretty much. You know, I was thinking we should actually do like a morning show. People probably like to yeah. listen to our stupidity on a daily basis. Well, maybe they wouldn't. Maybe a week's more than enough for everybody. And, yes, just so everyone knows, yeah, my voice is a little hashed between screaming at the Beaver football game yesterday and also screaming at Woodstocks and Suds last night, my my voice gets a little messed up in the uh, fall. What what happened uh, at Suds? Oh, well, one, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always just screaming out names and just generally doing what I can to keep everybody entertained and and employees working and and uh, customers entertained while they're waiting for the food. So at one point last night, we always got, you know, we get people's names, and we don't have a microphone. We've just always just yelled out people's names. And yeah. if they're at Suds, they're supposed to tell us they're at Suds. So we've got this order for Seth, and there's a pizza and breadsticks, but the breadsticks come out. And I'm yelling, breadsticks for Seth, breadsticks for Seth, all through the restaurant. Nobody's coming up. Yeah. Finally, I'm like, I'm going to walk this over to Suds and see if Seth's over there. So I walk right into Suds, and I, I yelled like five times, breadsticks for Seth. Breadsticks for Seth. And everyone in the bar turns around and looks at me. Nobody says anything. So then I pop my head out on the deck at Suds and go, breadsticks for Seth. And, of course, a couple of idiots out there go, oh, I'm Seth. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, you're not. You're an idiot. You know, and the other person, yeah, it's me. Yeah, no, you're not. Your name's Dave. Or it should be Dick at this point, right? <laughs> You're not Seth. So then I walk back inside, and just as I'm ready to walk out the door again with the breadsticks in my hand, I go, breadsticks for Seth. And this guy turns around and goes, oh, I'm Seth. And I just kind of lost it. I go, oh, my God, are you kidding me? I yelled it five times in here like a minute ago, and you said nothing. And now you turn around, and, like, everybody was laughing at the dude. And I'm like, oh, my God, Seth. Let me take you your breadsticks. So I walk him over there, and I'm just kind of flicking him shit. They were laughing about it, and his buddies at the table were laughing about it. Everybody in the restaurant was laughing about it. So then I'm like, well, let me go back because your pizza's going to be out in a minute, right? So I go back over to the restaurant doing a bunch of stuff, and some people go, pizza for Seth. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to take it over to Seth. Well, he walked over to Woodstock's at that point and goes, oh, no, I'm here. I didn't want to get in trouble again. So they <laughs> hand it to him. He goes walking back over to Suds. Well, I go scurrying around the counter really quick. And I follow him into the bar, but he doesn't know I'm there. Because mm-hmm. he like throws the door open and walks through it. So I get in right behind him. And he walks in. I walk around the corner going, everybody, Seth and his pizza. And I start clapping. And everybody <laughs> in the bar starts clapping and laughing at him. So it was pretty good. Oh, so basically that's what, so what you're saying is Seth caused you to lose your voice yesterday. He didn't help. He didn't help. It was already going at that point anyway. But you know me. Um, uh, Kyle has one little more other piece of uh, customer f- or listener feedback here. Okay. He says, um, and he said, Beach's rants are good. 
what is the intro song? Mock me, but I don't know. And I told him um, the intro song is by Faith No More, and it's called We Care A Lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I told him, told him I couldn't believe he didn't hear it. He goes, good. I was fairly certain it was Faith No More. And then he asked, is that the original singer? And I said, yeah, it is. And he says he has a Best of the Faith No More CD that gets listened to every 22 months or so. I said also that song was on the gross point blank soundtrack. Yes, absolutely. Anyways, yeah. So cool. So there you go. So that's that's our listener feedback for the week. So and I already sent Kyle already sent his picks in, so we'll get to that soon enough. All right, Beach, ready to get into some Beaver sports news for the week? Absolutely, Billy. You have to excuse me, gotta keep downing liquids to keep my uh <clears throat> throat from dying here all right beach first up is women's volleyball freaking love women's volleyball billy how'd we do well beach the five match win streak that the oregon state volleyball team carried into its pac-12 conference opener was snapped by number 12 oregon thursday night as the bees fell to the ducks three to one freaking a yep then the oregon state volleyball team took on number 13 washington but fell in five sets uh this sunday afternoon but after playing 12 of the first 13 matches of the season on the road, 10-4 and four Oregon State will remain at home this next week to host Arizona State on Friday and Arizona on Sunday. Mm. So 10-4, and 0-2 oh in the Pac-12. Remember, we want to go 50% in the Pac-12 to make mm-hmm. the tournament. So if they can get they wins can... against Arizona and Arizona State, you know. Kind, kind, kind of funny they're playing Arizona and Arizona State and, and football's Play in Arizona and Arizona State. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. I wonder if they. Uh, I wonder if they. You know, they should plan that better. They could uh, save some money on airfare. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, Beach. Uh, next up is women's soccer. How's how's the girls doing out there, Billy? Well, Beach, Oregon State women's soccer team recorded 13 shots on goal Friday night. Well, 13 shots. How many scored? But fell to number twenty-three Colorado six to nothing in their first Pac-12 game of the season. Thirteen shots and couldn't get one past the goalie, huh? No, but it's kind of like you on a date. True. True. <laughs> uh, the one and eight uh, Beavers will hit the road this week to take on Washington on Thursday, the twenty-seventh, up in Seattle, and Washington State on Sunday up in Pullman. Mm, cool. So tough season by the by the Lady Bees there. So, oh, by the way, speaking of Lady Beavs, we went out and put the tent up um, Friday evening um, after the women's uh, soccer game was over, and there were people out tailgating after the game. Really? Yeah, tailgating for the soccer game, not for the uh, not for the uh, football game. So, Is that a new thing? I, I, you know, it was a bunch of uh, um, locals doing it. So, okay. I think they had like the their girls' soccer team was at the game. You know, got invited mm-hmm. to go watch the game. And so then they were tailgating I think, before and after the game. But we got there, and they're still tailgating after the game. Oh, and by the way, when we were setting up our tent, um, the guy that we kind of had a little bit of an issue with a couple weeks ago was mm-hmm. super nice to us. He was like, hey, guys, you're setting up your tent right on. Oh, here, let me get your, uh, let me get this uh, vehicle out of the way for you so you guys can get going. We're like, hey, thanks. Wow. Yeah. So so I, I think we're on better terms now that I spoke Ooh. with him. Who all helped you? Who all helped you set up uh, on Friday, Billy? Um, it was mainly me and Matt, um, or Matt and myself. But uh, Greg came and helped at the end. 
I got there earlier than I normally do because I had to drive down to Roseburg for a food show mm-hmm. and then drove back up or for, to put the tent up. So I got there about half an hour earlier than I normally do. Gotcha. And Greg showed up and he was like, what the heck? I was just showing up to help. And I was like, well, you know, we appreciate it. So, All right, Beads, let's move on to some men's soccer. That silence is deafening. Senior Don Chalo scored his fourth goal of the season, but the Oregon State men's soccer team fell to number 15 Portland Friday evening. Uh, the defeat snaps the Beavs' six-game unbeaten streak as the team falls for the first time since dropping its season opener. Now the 4-2-2 and Bs will open Pac-12 play on Saturday as uh, number 16 Washington visits Corvallis. Hmm. That'll be exciting. There you go with that one. If you're a soccer fan. There you go. Um, Up next, Beach, we have a little women's basketball news. You know, the the ladies were out on uh, the field uh, getting congratulations during, was it halftime, I think, at the the football game? Oh, yeah, or maybe one of the quarters, between one of the quarters. But, yeah, they did bring the women's basketball team out. Well, Beach, the uh, women's basketball team's 2018-19 non-conference schedule was released last week. And it was highlighted by seven home games, including a matchup with national powerhouse Duke. Wow. Yeah. Now, they they also have away games in Vancouver, British Columbia, and Maui that highlight some of those preseason road games. Now, Duke will visit... I, I, I just want to clarify, they only do seven home games? For for their non-conference. Okay, okay, okay. I'm like, I am like, I swore they had more games than seven. Yeah, no, this so, is okay. their non-conference schedule. Oh, okay, gotcha. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Now, um, Duke will visit Gill Coliseum for the first time in program history on December 20th. Now, the Beavs and the Blue Devils met last season in Durham, North Carolina, with Duke coming away with a 72-65 victory. Now, last year, Duke went 24-19 and made the Sweet 16. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and how far did we get last? How far did we get last year? Uh, the Beavs got to the Sweet 16. Okay. Didn't they? Yeah, I think just the Sweet 16. So it should be a darn good game. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. All right, Beach. Um, up next is men's basketball. How, how are the men going to do this year, Billy? Well, Beach, they also uh, released the men's um, non-conference schedule. And the Beavs will face Texas A&M in the Dam City Classic at the Moda Center in Portland on Saturday, December 15th. Now, okay. the Aggies went 22-13 and 13 and advanced to the Sweet 16 last year in the tournament. Now, the Beavers season... So, te- so Texas A&M is, is kind of the, the big team showing up for the, for the Dam City Classic? Yeah, they're, they're only going to be playing Texas A&M up there. Oh, really? It's just okay. one team coming in, yep. Now, okay. the season Sorry, officially begins... Um, on Tuesday, November 6th, when Oregon State takes on UC Riverside at Gill Coliseum. So we're just a little over, about, about a month and a half away until uh, until um, uh, basketball season begins for the men and women. Sweet. Hey, Billy, do you yeah. hear that? Oh, oh my God, I do. I think it's a teletype. Hold, hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, let me rip it off here. Hold on. Billy. Yes, Peach. This just in. Uh-huh. Oh, 
Hold on. Yes. Oh, wait. It looks like we have a special update this week coming in from from our eye in the sky, Captain Rex. Oh crap. Hold on. Let me let me flip it over to my the channel three here and see if we can pick up Rex. All right. Okay. All right. Hold on. Rex, is that you? Hey there, Beach. How are you? I'm flying over Eugene right now. People didn't realize there's a flood going on near the University of Oregon campus. It appears there's a ton of water coming out all of the rooms in the dorms and the sororities. They thought it was they thought it was a pipe broke, but instead it's tears of thousands of University of Oregon students crying after the game on Saturday. All right, thanks, thanks, Rex. Well, we'll talk to you later. No problem, Brian. Thank you. We'll see you. We need to get you some better sound effects or a chest pad. <laughs> you dumbass. Next time, give me some. Give me, a little, give me an update, and I'll put in some helicopter sound effects or something. <laughs> We could probably spring for that. I mean, we've got a okay, budget of nothing. I could probably come up with some. I could probably come up with some helicopter sound effects for double that. I bet. Okay, because I'm in pain. I bet. Because you set the phone down on the desk and had to beat the shit out of yourself so we could hear it. You dumbass. All right. What I don't do for this damn show. <laughs> All right. Well, Beej, um, on that note, let's go under further review for week number four in the Pac-12. After further review, the runner did cross the line. Touchdown. I didn't even finish my whole script. There's going to be comments of salty tears. So, anyway. Well, we could talk about that. When we get there this week. All right, Beach. I couldn't, I couldn't keep it up. <laughs> that happens to you a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So after last week, we had a three-way tie of all of us being 24 out of 34. Yes. And because last week I went 10 out of 11. Well, and I don't think we're going to have any change this week because we all picked the same teams, we did all, we not? We all picked the exact same teams, correct. Yeah. All right, Beach, so first up, we got a game last Friday, Wazoo at USC. Do you remember who you took? Um, I took Wazoo, and so did you, and so did Kyle. Correct. USC quarterback JT Daniels passed for 241 yards and three touchdowns, and Jay Tufeli blocked Washington State's attempt at a tying field goal with 141 to play in USC's 18th consecutive home victory, 39 to 36 Friday night. Now, Wazoo quarterback Gardner Minshew passed for 344 yards and three touchdowns in the new quarterback's latest strong performance for Washington State, while James Williams and Max Borgie rushed for scores. Did you watch wow. that game at all, Beach? I, I did not. So hold on. They've had 18 consecutive wins at home, so they've pretty much gone three years undefeated. Um, Yeah, pretty at much. Home? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad we're pulling him up a racer this year. There you go. Um, but uh, it was actually a really good game. Um, and uh, it was, it was down, like I said, Wazoo had a, had a try at, at a tying field goal, but just couldn't, uh, couldn't get it off. The guy came right up the middle and just blocked it. 
where was their uh where uh how far out was the kick you know um it was probably 40 some odd yards it was going to be a good okay. it was going to be a good kick it wasn't a chip shot but um gotcha. but they did a good job blocking it um i tell you what though that gardner Minshew, that quarterback for um washington state the who i believe is a senior transfer mm-hmm. i think he's even better than falk who they had up there setting all those records the last couple of years oh yeah he's impressive he's a lot more mobile than falk is a lot more mobile. And there's a couple times where he did a good job of he get flushed out of the pocket, keep on the move, avoid a couple tackles, but keep his eyes downfield and find the open receiver who would break away and just, you know, threw it on a rope to him. So it was impressive. It was really impressive. I would expect cool. to see some. I would expect to see them upset up a couple people. So, well, you know, kind kind of. I know we're going to talk about the other games, but a lot of close games this uh, this week. Yes. Um, so none of us got the win there. Okay, Beach, up next, probably one of the best games, well, probably the best matchup of the weekend and probably the best game. Um, all these other games happened on Saturday. Was Stanford at Oregon. And I believe we all picked Stanford for this one. It was a nail-biter. Correct. Stanford quarterback A.J. Costello's overtime TD pass was tipped in the air and eventually caught by the guy who tipped it, tight end Colby Parkinson, while Stanford's Alameen Murphy intercepted Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert's pass in the end zone in overtime to seal the Cardinal victory. Now, Bryce Love returned after sitting out last week against UC Davis to rest minor injuries. He ran for 89 yards and a touchdown as Stanford remained undefeated with another tough test against number 8 Notre Dame coming this week. Now, Costello said that the turning point for the Cardinal came in the third quarter when Oregon had a touchdown overturned that would have pushed the Ducks' lead to 30-7. to And Stanford linebacker Joey Al- Alfieri scooped up a fumble that he ran back 80 yards for a touchdown. Did you see any of that play, Beach? I did not. So, Oregon was up 24-7, to and their running back um, broke up the left sideline for what was called an apparent touchdown. However, it was reviewed. And in the review, you can see his left foot kicks the pylon in the front um, corner of the end zone. I didn't see the full run, but I saw them keep replaying that little shot. So so you know there's those little foam pylons in the corners of the end zones. Yeah. Right? So now the, the goal line extends past the the sideline infinitely. So if you go flying at an angle from inbounds, out of bounds, but cross the goal line, even if your body is over the out of bounds, it's still a touchdown. As long as the as long as, as the long ball as, as long as the ball extends, right? As long yeah. as you haven't touched out of bounds and you're in the air, mm-hmm. it's 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 a touchdown. But that pylon itself is considered out of bounds. So once you touch that pylon, you're down. So on the replay, you can see. So the only thing he could have done was swung if the ball was in front of him. The ball would need to have been in front of his foot. Yes. Right? But he was running and his foot was kicked out in front of him as he touched the pylon. So the ball was behind the goal line. So it was considered. Mm-hmm. So he was out of bounds right then. So they basically took the the they took the touchdown off the board mm-hmm. and put the ball at about the half yard line. Okay. The next play, Herbert 
uh, the quarterback for Oregon, and the running back mishandled the um, handoff. They fumbled it and recovered it. So now you got second down and goal from like the six or seven. Okay. So second down, Herbert's in the shotgun. The ball is snapped right over his head. Wow. But it bounces back. Th- up. This was like a perfect, this was like a perfect failure yeah. right here. Now I understand Oregon's been dominating up to this part. And there's mm-hmm. about three minutes to go in the third quarter. And it looks like they put this one in. Stanford's done. Right? Yeah. Going up 31 7. So the ball goes over his head. He goes to jump on it, but the ball squirts out. The Stanford player scoops it up, runs 82 yards for a touchdown. Wow. So instead of Stanford's being Stanford suddenly in the game, instead of being 31 to seven, it's 24 14. Wow. Within two scores, two scores. Well, so then at the end of the game, the end of regulation, Stanford scores with, I don't know, a minute or two left onside kick it. Don't get it. So Oregon basically needs a couple of first downs, get Stanford to burn their timeouts and the game's going to be over. Yep. Yeah. Game's going to be over. So they're kind of, Stanford doesn't have any more timeouts left, but Oregon needs to run basically two more plays. But Mm -hmm. instead of taking a knee, they hand it off to the running back. So the running back squirts through, gets past the first down marker for the first down, but struggles for a couple more yards. As he's going down, the ball gets stripped out. Stanford recovers it. Which is absolutely what, what Stanford was trying to do because yep. that's their only way they're going to be able to stay yep. in the game. And you, you can totally see it on the replay. Stanford player comes in, hits the ball, knocks it right out of his hand. Stanford recovers. Stanford wow. throws a couple of passes, gets down in the field goal range, kicks a field goal to tie it up in, in regulation. Go to overtime. Oregon wins the flip, decides to take the ball f- second, right? Stanford gets the ball first. Mm-hmm. So Stanford's down to, it's, I think, third down. Costello throws a pass to Parkinson, Park, and, it's, and it's behind him. Parkinson has to reach out way behind him and basically tips the ball up in the air. Mm-hmm. It floats back to him, and he grabs which, which it. Which is almost always a bad thing because chances are you tip it. The other yeah, guy catches it. But he actually kind of yeah. tips it away from the defender. Ball flips up okay. in the air. He grabs it in the end zone. Touchdown. Burden is now on Oregon to on score. On Oregon to score. Third down. Um, Herbert's throwing it in the end zone. Ball gets tipped up. Stanford recovers. Game over. Yeah. It was a great game to watch. And it was funny. I watched because, the first half, but then I, I watched the first half at a pizza place. Yeah. Uh, after I dropped off the trailer, mm-hmm. and uh, but headed home after that and didn't get a chance to watch it. So yeah. So I saw. A four- I was getting frustrated because there were some ducks in the pizza restaurant, and I just I'm like, every time Stanford did something good, I kind of cheered, and then they gave me a dirty look. But That's I'm like, just- I don't care. You people suck. That's what Jess was saying. That's what Jess was saying. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, so. I watched a few, a little bit of the end of regulation at Suds, and then I'm like, I got to go take the tent down. So I drove out and was taking the tent down with the truck running, and the radio turned up so I could listen to the end of it. And it was funny because uh-huh. I listened to Stanford um, announcers call it on XM, but as soon as it over, I flipped it over to um, the Duck broadcast. And it was uh-huh. funny because they were all talking about the 
referees and this and that, not calling pass interference and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. It was brutal. Brutal. And it was funny because one of their <laughs> announcer goes, I can't be called a homer, but, and I'm like, dude, you are a complete homer. You know? They're, and they're, actually, I've, I've heard their, their broadcast a few times and they are complete homers. Well, I, I'm, but you know. All the time. I'm, when you're listening to the Duck broadcast, I expect them to be homers, right? I yeah, expect well, I mean, just him. just just like Parker, just like Parker is. Yeah, because he's doing the Beaver but, broadcast. But there's a certain point, you know, you can't blame everything on the officials. No, no. I mean, Parker, uh, and you know, because like even during the uh, even during the uh, baseball season, you know, Parker's pretty. I, I think Parker, you know, he's rooting for the Beavers. But he's also very uh, consistent in how he calls things and how he sees things. Yeah. And I remember during baseball season, he he would be frustrated with some of the uh, the umpiring. Uh-huh. And he said, you know, my my frustration isn't with the umpire's uh, strike zone. My frustration is with the inconsistency of the umpire strike zone. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and and so, yeah. But anyway. That's completely how I feel about it. Well, you you can sit there and bitch and moan and what, but I still remember what was it seven ten seven eight nine ten years ago when those sons of bitches won a game in overtime when they didn't recover the uh, oh. the onside kick. Oklahoma. Yes, absolutely. Freaking yep. biggest cheat I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And when the player goes up with the ball, shows it to the official, and the official still say Oregon recovered the ball. Yep. Yep. All right, so none of us – oh, no, actually, all three of us got the win there, barely. All right, two mm-hmm. more games to talk about. First up, Arizona State at Washington. Arizona State at Washington. We all picked the Huskies on that one. Correct. Washington quarterback Jake Browning threw a pair of touchdown passes in the first quarter, added a third TD toss early in the fourth quarter, and number 10 Washington outlasted Arizona State 27-20 to Saturday night. Now, Arizona State quarterback Manny Wilkins threw for only 104 yards, and star wide receiver Nikhil Harry was limited to just five catches for 20 yards, unable to find space against Washington's stellar secondary. I expected Washington to do better than that. I, you know, I, 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 I'm not surprised with Washington's defense. I still think their, de- I think their defense was better a year or two ago, but I still think mm-hmm. that their defense is pretty good this year. What has surprised mm-hmm. me is their lack of offensive production. Mm-hmm. Their offense has not looked very good. So, especially with a senior quarterback. But but you know what? In the grand scheme of things, a W is a W. True. So. That's all that matters. Win it, learn from it, move on. Yeah. That, beads, that brings us to all the last right. game of the week. Arizona at Oregon State. And because we're homers, we pick the Beavers. Everybody, we always do. Arizona running back J.J. Taylor rushed for a research stadium record 284 yards, two touchdowns, including a 62-yard sprint as Arizona ran wild over Oregon State 35-14 to in the Pac-12 opener for both teams on Saturday afternoon. Dual-threat quarterback Khalil Tate, hampered by an injured ankle of the season, passed for 152 yards and two TDs for the Wildcats. And Gary Brightwell added 113 yards rushing and a touchdown, and Sean Poindexter had 92 receiving yards and a score for Arizona. Now for the Beavs, safety Jalen Moore had 14 tackles, 13 unassisted, while Connor Blount threw for 137 yards and two touchdowns for the Beavs. It's not good when your safety has 
14 tackles. I would totally agree with that. Because that means they're in your back. They're out in your secondary a lot. Now, Arizona, which is one reason why is which is one reason why JJ Taylor had the research stadium record to 84 yards. Yep. Arizona outgained Oregon State 594 yards to 238 yards. That has been Oregon State's been averaging over 520 yards a game this year. And just got blown up. So Beach, I I rewatched a portion of the game today. Mm-hmm. And a couple things really stuck out for me. One, Offensive line play was horrible. Absolutely. Horrible. We could not get it. Our, our, our quarterback never had any time. We weren't giving the quarterback time. They didn't have any push up front. So mm-hmm. when the when the back hit the hole, if there was a hole, I mean, it was right at the line of scrimmage. They weren't getting anywhere downfield. Um, it's amazing that uh, Jefferson had 100 yards rushing yesterday. Yeah. Um, the other thing that hit me, too, defensive line getting blown up as much as Oregon state got no push down the field. Arizona on offense got a lot of push down the field. There's a lot of times that, you know, they the Arizona running backs were nowhere near a defender until they were three yards upfield every play. That's right. And, and those are things the bees are just going to have to work on, work on that offensive and defensive line play. The other thing that really got me, Oregon State's kind of slow, mm-hmm. and that's just going to take some time to fix. You know, that's just going to be one bringing in faster players, and yeah. two, getting the guys they have there now into the right position, right? Because yeah. if you're slow, hey. you need to be in the right position to make the play. You uh, can't I, rely I'm... on speed to make it up for. I'm going to bring in my ignorance here because I have a lot of ignorance, but um, people were talking about our four, three defense or something like that. Correct. Okay. And they don't like it. Okay. Any thoughts on that? I mean, it all depends on your personnel. Um, You can run a three, four. Do you think our personnel are the right for, for the way we're laying it out? I don't know. I don't know. You know, if you run a 3-4, then you're, you're going to have – to run a 3-4, you, you have to have some really damn impressive defensive linemen. Guys that the offense has to worry about double teaming. Because mm-hmm. um, basically when you look for it, in b- basic terms of football, your defensive linemen are there to fill space and engage blockers so your linebackers can run around and make the play. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously sometimes your defensive guys make the play, they'll make sacks, they'll fill the hole, make the tackle, but that's basically what they're to do. Yeah. Take blockers on, engage those guys so your linebackers are free to make the play. Um, so okay. if you have really good defensive line play, then you can play a 4-3. Or a three four. Okay. But that's that's harder to do when you don't have the personnel. Yeah. So anyways, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how things go. Um that game went a lot like I would have expected it to go before the season started. 
Um, the first three weeks kind of gave me some optimism that the bees could get in there. But obviously, they were just overpowered. You know, it was, what, 14-7 to 7 in, at halftime. And you're not feeling too bad about things. No, no. We, we, were, we were competitive. Uh-huh. We were in the game. Yeah. But then uh, the second and, half and I was kind of hoping just, we, I was kind of figuring we'd make adjustments because I felt like we made good adjustments last week. Yeah, and obviously that didn't happen. And a lot of it was just I mean I'm just watching it and, and they're running through holes and we just got guys out of position. Yeah, absolutely. You know, got guys out of position and getting like I said getting blown up. So we'll just wait and see. Um, let's talk about the Pac-12s in the polls, Beach. In the AP poll, Stanford remained or actually Stanford fell. No, Stanford remained at seven. Well, hey, qu- another quick question on this. Yeah. Now, the Ducks were actually favored to win that game, correct? Yeah. Now, why is Stanford ranked? How, how can Stanford be ranked higher, but the Ducks are favored to win if the rankings are? How, well, how can that be? Well, because the rankings are done by the AP rankings are done by sports writers. The uh, USA Today coaches poll are done by coaches. Mm-hmm. And the. Um, the odds are made by odds makers. Okay. So, you know, what we might so think So the odds of, makers were disagreeing with the coaches poll in the well, USA Well, to today. an extent. I think they were favored by like two and a half. Mm-hmm. So pretty close. Yeah, well, and they give you, what, three and a half points for playing at home? Oh, is that kind of the, so the theory? So you're looking at if, if it was at a neutral site, it probably would have been pretty damn even. Okay. You know, if it would have been at Stanford, they would have probably been favored by two and a half or so. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. So, um, so AP poll: Stanford number seven, Washington wins but falls a spot to number eleven. Oregon loses but moves up a spot to number nineteen. And Cal, who doesn't play, comes in at number twenty-four. Did you like how that week works? Love that. Washington wins, moves down a spot. Oregon loses, moves up a spot. And Cal doesn't play and comes in. And then also Colorado, Utah, or Arizona State are all in the others receiving votes category. And in the USA Today coaches poll, where coaches don't stay up and watch the end of the games, well, I guess same with the uh, with the AP poll, because Arizona State loses. They're 2-2, two and two, yet they get votes. Hey, hey, people, if you're going to vote, you should watch the entire game. Yeah, especially last week. Yeah. Um, the USA Today coaches poll, Stanford again is at 7, Washington at 11, Oregon in at 20. And get this, Cal, Washington State, USC, Arizona State, and Utah are all in the others receiving votes category. Wow. So three-quarters of the Pac-12 are receiving votes of some sort. Some sort. Nice. All right. So, Beach, it is now time for this week's Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the Week Award. Every week we'd like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And this week, Beach, it is all about being a fan. I sent you a Twitter link. Okay. You have it? I can click on it here. Click on it. And you will see the Stanford football team leaving Autzen Stadium. Running okay, in and I can play the video. Play the video. Running in there, you'll see him running in. Who is who is, who is Chantel Jennings? Oh, National know, College Ch- Football Writer. Yeah. Okay. And if you just look at the fans, I'll watch, watch Stanford running in, and you can see junk getting thrown at him. 
And notice the shirtless gentleman yeah. standing in the front row. Flipping people off. Yelling, beating screaming. Beating on his chest. Acting like an asshole. Yeah. Now, I would like to contrast that with the older gentleman standing behind him in the in the Ducks gear who's high-fiving the Stanford players when they walked out and telling them good job. You see that gentleman also? Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's times where I get disappointed in the outcome of football games. I would never act like that. Yeah. That guy in the front. That guy is a jackass. Absolutely. The guy behind him. is what more people should be acting. Look, they came out, they made more plays. There's a certain point where you need to give credit to the other team. Yeah, absolutely. They played an astounding game, playing in Autzen Stadium, uh-huh. taking it, be, being down the way they were, being able to recover, uh, taking advantage of opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, and, and making aggressive efforts to steal a ball when your only opportunity to win the game is to steal the ball. Exactly. You know, I mean, that that takes talent. I don't care who you are. And, uh, you, you know, what gets me, and I think we've talked about this before on here, but whether it be the team or the fans, people came to your community. They're there. They have an opportunity to see your city, your school, your people, and you can either show them what a great place you are and great people you are, or you can come across and be assholes. Yep. And what what has a better impact? Even when you know they're, you, you know, we were uh, Matt and I were leaving the game yesterday on Saturday, and uh, when we were walking out, there was a couple and they were trying to take a picture in front of Research Stadium. Now they were Arizona fans, and it was very obvious that they were. And and Matt and I were walking out. Matt stops for a second. He says, "Hey, would you like me to take a picture for you?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yeah, that would be great." You know, it's so Matt gets a picture of, of them standing with Reeser Stadium in the background. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, th- th- it's it's a simple little gesture. Absolutely mm-hmm. simple little gesture. Takes no effort at all. Correct. Right? But, you know, it shows that Oregon State fan base has a little bit of class and, and well, that we appreciate them coming to town and there's no reason. And, and, and they came to us and they said, hey, good luck on the rest of your season. We said, hey, you guys do the same. Yeah. Well, and it's you one know? of those things like, look, you know, I, I'm glad they came. Thank oh, you absolutely. for coming. I hope you enjoy your stay here. I hope you don't mm-hmm. win, right? Yeah. But I hope yeah. you enjoy your stay here. Thank you for spending money in our town. Thank you absolutely. for enjoying our shops, for enjoying our restaurants, hopefully staying in a hotel. We appreciate it. it every additional butt that comes in here from whatever school they're playing, they buy tickets to Research Stadium. That adds to the, to the Oregon State's revenue, right? Helps justify the cost of Research Stadium. I'm sitting there in the stadium yesterday watching the game, a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I see how many empty seats are in there. And granted, Arizona is not a hot school to, to fill up a stadium like maybe Washington or, or Civil War would be. Yeah, especially as fairways are coming. Absolutely. But still, every seat that gets filled up is additional revenue for the school. Mm-hmm. Every person that comes is additional revenue for the town, whether, yeah. whether it be the, the airlines or if they drove up. But they had to Uber. They had to take a taxi. They had to, they had to take a rental car. They had to come in. They had to eat somewhere, maybe Woodstock's. Maybe they got a slice of pizza. We don't know. But the, the fact of the matter is they're spending money and that keeps people employed and it keeps the economy running. And the nicer you are, the more apt they are to come back and say, hey, you know, in two years when we play them up again, let's go up to Corvallis. That was fun. Yeah, exactly. Or, or remember that hairy shirtless man 
that was such a jackass. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to go back to Eugene. I, I wouldn't want that kind of guy associated with my team. No. There's no, no. There's no call for it. I mean, I'm, and Kirk, look, look, I love the Beavs. I freaking hate the Ducks with every fiber of my being. Yes, you never I would see, agree. You never see me act like that. Yeah. Not towards I, the opposing I, I, team. Well, and, and, you know, and flipping them off, that, that's, that's classic. It's just stupid. You know? Just stupid. But anyways, shirtless flipping off guy from the University of Oregon, you're this week's... <laughs> Jackass of the Week. There we go. I'll have to write that down so I do it every, every time like that. Yeah. You, you know... That and we the, the I'm I'm reading the the comments on the Twitter feed from this Chantel Jennings. By the mm. way, she's really cute. Um, uh, she uh, the well, guy named Trojan for life. Mm-hmm. And again, I love the fact that there's other other Pac-12 teams in here because we all hate the Ducks so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy from Trojan for Life uh, posted a picture from a few years ago from Stanford, which is that you can't spell blank um f blank 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 without d-u-c-k-s yeah so <laughs> i know i love that it's a great sign of course it would take the smart guys at stanford to figure that out exactly exactly and like i said this for stanford posted by a trojan fan to knock the ducks you yeah. gotta love it yep 11 teams out of 12 in the pack 10 or pack 12 hate the ducks yep. hate why, did the, why did the pack 10 expand to the pack 12 two more teams to hate the ducks absolutely all right, Beach. Well, after last week, uh, or after this week, you are we are all tied at 26 out of 38 on the year. So maybe we'll have a little more movement this week. All right, Beach. It's now time for the musical. Like yeah, yeah, I bet you do. It's now time for the musical interlude of the week. It is my pick for a Queen song this week, and my pick this week. Since what did you pick last week? Um, I picked. Uh... Uh, shoot, now I'm having a brain fart. Bicycle race. No, you picked Fat Bottom and Girls. And Fat Bottom Girls. Fat Bottom Girls. Fat Bottom so Girls. I was going to pick the counterpart to that, Bicycle Race. Nice. So Bicycle Race was also released on the 1978 album Jazz and was written by Queen's frontman, Freddie Mercury. It was released as a double A-side single together with Fat Bottom Girls. Now the song is notable for its video featuring a bicycle race with nude Wimbledon or with with nude women at Wimbledon Stadium, which was edited or even banned in some markets. Now the song that was written by Mercury was inspired by watching the 18th stage of the 1978 Tour de France, passing Montreux, where the band was recording jazz in Mountain Studios. Now the lyrics are topical for the time and contain social, political, and pop culture references such as religion, the Vietnam War. Watergate, drugs, fictional characters like Peter Pan, Frankenstein, and Superman, and the films Jaws and Star Wars. The song also mentions actor John Wayne. The the lyrics also mention the exclamatory interjection, hot dog, and the idiom, cool it, man. Now, Brian May has said that the song was not an autobiographical portrait of Mercury, and that Mercury did not particularly enjoy bicycling, and also noted that despite the lyrics, Mercury was a fan of Star Wars. Now the fan, the song also rep- uh, the song also references the band's song "Fat Bottom Girls," with the lyric quote, "Fat Bottom Girls, they'll be riding today." And as you what? mentioned last week, Beach, "Fat Bottom Girls" reciprocated with the lyric, "Get on your bikes and ride." 
What's uh, what's the John Wayne reference, Billy? They mentioned John Wayne in the song. Oh, I'll have to listen for that. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. So let's listen to Bicycle Race by Queen. No, I, and I do appreciate the references. I've always noticed the Star Wars reference. Yeah, it's hard to miss, yeah. Yeah. And Jaws so, and all that kind of stuff. So, You know, certain certain uh, certain songs like that can uh, be a nice snapshot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, other ones get dated really quickly. You know, I always go back to uh, uh, Disney's Aladdin for, mm-hmm. for uh, the, the animated movie. Mm-hmm. And all of the things that Robin Williams does is the genie he he references and most of his references are lost on today's generation. Correct. So he Arsenio does the dog. Pound, and... Yeah. Dog pound on Arsenio hall. 
uh, he does. Um, oh, who's the conservative talk show host? Oh, um, um, Bill Buckley. Yeah, Bill Buckley Jr. He does him, and and I and I don't think a lot of people got that one. Um, but yeah, so so many of of that one. I, I think what Queen picked out the 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 things that they picked out are much more, more longevity. Yeah. Yeah, than than what El what uh, Robin Williams and the Disney animators picked out. Yep. All so. right, so next week will be Kyle's pick. It'll be interesting to see what he picks. I had another one that I was thinking about, but Kyle, being the uh, Highlander fan that he is, I think he might want to go there. So, I'm kind of leaving that one for him if he wants it. Yeah, you know, it was kind of cool. I was talking to some of our uh, listeners at the Tailgate just briefly. Oh yeah, yeah. On Saturday, and they were actually they they said, oh yeah, they're picking out songs from Queen this year, and I'm like, oh, I'm glad people like the crap we pick out. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's that. Uh, you know, and I, I think it's funny. We just do stuff we like, and well, hopefully, and the, the like whole it too. the whole way we do the musical interlude is kind of funny because in one of the very first episodes, the Beavs were getting ready to play Nickel State. Do you remember? Yes. And we mentioned the song by Jerry Reed. Oh, what was it? Amos Moses. Amos Moses, yeah, because in it they talk about uh, um, down in um, uh, uh, shoot now I Tipito, got Tipito, Louisiana. Yeah, Tipito. Yeah, Tipito, Louisiana. Louisiana, and that's where Nickel State was. And so we kind of started singing the song, and just as a goof, I added the song into the to the episode. And then that year, every episode I go, I'm going to enter in a song, and so we started putting all sorts of things in. Remember when we when they were playing um. Was either when they played BYU? Did they play BYU that year? Yeah, they did. So I just was, can't believe you can remember all this crap. Well, when they played, I can't remember what I had for dinner yesterday, and you can remember like back in back in two thousand and five. It, it was in September, and and we played on a on on in the morning. You know. No, well, they played BYU there. The reason why I remember why they played BYU is because we were dining at Club Thirty Three at Disneyland when they played by played BYU. Okay. And that was 2012. Wow. Yeah. And when they played BYU, I played the song Crazy Horses by the Osmonds. Yes, because that's an awesome Osmonds song. It's a great song, and it's Osmonds. It's probably the hardest rockin' Osmonds song ever. But anyways, and so we just added, we started adding it, and then, then let's see, what what other, we've done ACDC songs, have we not? We we did ACDC, we did Van Halen. We did Guns uh, N' Roses. And Kiss. Kiss. We also did songs about and, hell, and about hell, mm-hmm. and then we did movie movie scores. Yep, yep, yep. And this year we decided to do Queen. So next week yeah. will be Kyle's pick. Okay. Cool. Okay. So we need to get moving along here. So this yeah, doesn't drag drag out too far. All right, Beach. So as next up, it's time to uh, preview week number five in the Pac-12. So it looks like we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Seven moving games up. this week. Okay. Um. So it looks like everybody's playing. No, somebody has to be sitting out. Somebody must be sitting out. I'm not sure who. But anyways, um, first up, we've it's got somebody. one Somebody's. game on. Well, because there could be 12 games if everybody was playing. I mean, there could be six games if mm-hmm. everybody was playing. But if there's seven games, then somebody's playing out of conference and somebody has to be sitting out. Okay. But anyways, so Oh, actually, no, two teams are playing out of conference. Okay, there we go. So, first up, Beach, Friday, September 28th, UCLA at Colorado. Ooh. 
Ooh, this is an easy choice. Colorado, because I hate UCLA. Why do you hate UCLA, Beach? Because Chip Kelly's a no good cheating son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, when the Beavs play uh, UCLA, should I get my? Uh, Jess had those shirts made up for us. Yes. When he, when Chip was the head coach at uh, UC or at Oregon, calling him bitch tits. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Should I wear that? Yes. <laughs> I might have to. All right. Uh, Kyle says, Buffalo Chip Kelly, <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> So uh, I, too, am going Colorado. I think uh, UCLA might start out over under. Uh, I hope so. Under uh, good old uh, Chip here. All right, Beach, all the other games are on Saturday, September 29th. Here's our other out-of-conference game. BYU at Washington. BYU at Washington. I'm going to take Washington on that one. I, I still think Washington's going to be pretty strong this year, even if they got a couple of weak spots. You're taking Washington. Kyle says temperance. And chastity and magic underwear lead to a BYU win. Okay. I, I think he's making fun of Mormons right there. That's a little bit, yeah. I hope he doesn't offend our, our, our listener base. I mean, we're going to have a few Mormons on here. Yeah. Um, I know my friend Becky listened the other day because she's the one that gave me the article about that freaking uh, the, the raw potato. I meant to bring yeah. a potato out for you this week, too. <laughs> totally forgot. All right, Beach. Um, I think I'm going to take oh, – jeez. BYU at one. I'm going to take Washington because it's at home. I think if it was at Provo, I might take BYU. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if BYU has enough offense. All right. Gotcha. Um, and I really like Washington's defense, especially at home. Okay, next up, Beach, Oregon at Cal. So Oregon has to go on the road, but it's only – Cal's been surprising this year, though, haven't they? Oh, they're 3-0. I'm going Cal. Kyle says Oregon wins. He's just really straight with that one. I think I'm going to take Oregon also. Okay. All right. Next up, Utah at Washington State. Um. Kyle just says Wazoo. You know, I think I'm going to take Washington State too. I too am taking Washington State. I, I really like Washington State's offense with that with that Minshew as a quarterback. Utah just hasn't really done much for me this year. Just just not have not been impressed by them at all. Okay, ooh, up next probably the game of the week: Stanford at Notre Dame. I think seven versus eight. Um, I always think Notre Dame's overrated, so I'm going to take Stanford. I, too, am taking Stanford. Kyle says, I wonder if the Stanford band was invited to play. I would imagine their song choices would have to be reflective of current issues in the Catholic Church. Oh, my God. (laughs) And knowing the Stanford band, I'm sure it would be. Yes. Kyle says, Stanford for the win. Nice. I, too, am taking Stanford. Okay. Next up, USC at Arizona. Uh, well, I think USC is going to do what we couldn't do. I think USC is going to clobber them. Okay. Kyle says, oddly, these two two and two teams are battling for the top two or for the top spot in the Pac-12 South. He's taking Arizona. Hmm. Really? Yep. I'm going to take USC. I think USC just has too many athletes. 
Mm-hmm. All right. And finally, Oregon State at Arizona State. Yeah. I hope we all take Oregon State. And I, I, you know, I'm hoping whatever we did wrong this last week, we do everything right this week. Because this is a winnable game for us. Absolutely winnable. I agree. I, too, am taking Oregon State. Kyle says, Jonathan Smith teaches the team that fumbling is actually a bad thing. Oregon State wins. This, that's the other thing I can't understand is why can't we keep our hands on the damn ball? Yeah. Way too many fumbles in our in the last few games. Oh, I agree. You know, what really killed the Beavs this week is when they got down to the 15-yard line and then took those penalties and then a sack and ended up having mm-hmm. to punt. That was a 17-play drive that yes. ended in a punt. Pathetic. Pathetic. If they would have scored there, it would have been 21-14. to 14, And things would have been a lot different. Mm-hmm. But anyways. All right. So we'll see how this week stacks up. Well, Beavs, so the Beavs are playing at Arizona State this week. We will not be going to the game. Do you know anyone going down there? You know, I don't. I don't. You know, it's been a long time since we've been to Arizona. I think uh, I think the last time we were down there was for the um, Insight Bowl, wasn't it? 2004? Wow. Is that right? 14 years ago? Yeah, I think that was it. When we went down with Dad. Wow. Wow. Did we yeah. go down with Dad? Yeah, Dad went to us because we went twice. We went the one year and then like the following year or two years later. And we yeah. talked Dad into joining us for it. Yeah. And um, we ate at, uh, we ate at Alice Cooperstown. There wasn't the, that was the second, the, the first time was the time you and I, you forgot the tickets at the hotel. Oh, we, and we to go took back that again. guy. Yeah, and the, the guy said he was a taxi, but he didn't have anything in his car. Yeah. And this was before the days of Uber. Yeah. And we asked him what we owed him, and he just said, yeah, like 10 bucks or something like that. Yeah. We're that like, was really okay. uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that. You know, Alice you know, there's Cooper's a lot, town. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of blank desert out there. There's probably a lot of bodies buried. <laughs> no doubt. You know, uh, Alice Cooperstown closed down. Oh, when? Um, Not long ago. I was just telling some friend of mine about that, that when they go there, they got to check it out. Um, closed down October 23rd, 2017. Closed so after just, 18 years in downtown Phoenix. Uh, just couldn't make the money anymore? Um, let me see what this article says. Um, we're sad to close Cooperstown. Thank you to all the loyal staff and patrons. It was a good run. Uh, he was a rest. He was a partner in the restaurant. Um, we we're just proud of it. Um, operating, so everything closed around it. It was time to leave on an up note, and we thank all supported. So, the two point yeah. seven million dollar restaurant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, hopefully he made his money out of it, and hopefully they, they didn't lose anything. Yeah. No, I think they had other ones, too. Um, do they have one in Cleveland? Yeah, so it looks like they still have one in Cleveland. Now, where does Alice live? I thought they had one in, like, a... 
Colorado or something. Where does he live? I believe he lives in Phoenix. Okay, that's what I thought so too. Yeah. So, anyways, I enjoyed it in there. I thought it was fun. I like the mix of sports I, and rock and roll. And I, I loved how all the wait, wait staff had the uh, Alice Cooper makeup around their eyes. Yeah, it was cool. I enjoyed it. I thought the food was pretty good, too. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Alrighty, Beach. I re- yeah, I remember we were there one time. We couldn't get any service because the place was packed. Yeah. And we just grabbed that person and said, would you please service our table? <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I'm really not supposed to, but sure. We're like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and we tipped the hell out of her, too, I yeah. think. Oh, always. All right, Beach. It is now time for Beach's rant of the week. Okay, my rant. I was thinking about this. I think about these things all week because it's like, what do you rant about? And I, I'm going to bring it a little bit to the Supreme. Well, hey, let me start. I will never be a Supreme Court justice, really. Really? Because I am. I, I got written up for sexual harassment when I was about 16 or 17 years old. And Is I don't it? know if you remember this. At Pizza Hut. But I was. What? At Pizza Hut. Yes. So I was working at a, I was working at a pizza hut and I, I, there was a gal that worked there. We'll just call her name blah, blah, because I can't remember what the hell her name was. I can actually remember what she looked like. I do too. I remember what she looked like. Can't remember the hell of her name. Yeah, me neither. And, and so, I mean, you know, I'm a freaking 16 year old kid, 17 year old kid making pizzas. I was a cook. And when you were sitting there and a cook, when an order would come in, the wait staff is supposed to say order in so that you know that there's an order in so you can start making the pizza. And then you're supposed to acknowledge that fact by saying thank you, order in. Very simple, very boring. And you're 16, 17 years old. You, 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 you're you, just anything to make the, the job more fun than it is because it's pretty mundane. And so when people would come in, they would be like, thank you, you know, like order in. You'd be like, thanks, sexy. You know, nothing by it, right? Really mm-hmm. casual, something, you know, just, just, just something to just break up the monotony. Anyway, so... This gal named Blah Blah. <laughs> one day she and we were all, you know, anywhere from sixteen to probably twenty years old for the most of us. And you know, I, I look back on and the manager, his name was Phil. He was the assistant manager. And I look back and I, I had respect for him because he was an assistant manager. And now that I am older, I'm thinking to myself, God damn, what a dipshit. <laughs> anyway, I, I mean, just honest to God, I mean, just a freaking moron. Anyway, so Blah Blah comes. We we're working one night, and she's like. She couldn't get a ride home or something. Her parents weren't going to pick her up, so I said, "I'll give you a ride home. No big deal. You're pretty much on my way." And so I, I take her home, drop her off at her place, and and go on to my place. And so then a couple of days later, I, I work I work with her, and so everything goes fine. And then the next day I come in, Phil stops me, the dipshit, and he's like, "I need to talk to you." And I'm like, "Okay." And he says, "I think her name was Andy." Does that sound right? That does sound right. I think her name was Andy. Anyway, she goes up and she's like, well, well, he goes, he goes, what did you say to Andy? I'm like, 
what do you mean? He goes, her dad called me up and he was so upset. He said, you said inappropriate comments to her. And I'm like going to myself, I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, what the hell did I do? Oh my God, what the hell did I do? I never want to offend Andy. She's not a bad girl. You know, I'm just like, what the, I took her home, you know, dropped her off. What the hell did I do? You said inappropriate comments. I'm like, Phil, I don't know what the hell I said. And he's like chewing my ass out and I'm trying to figure out what the hell just went happened, you know? I'm like, oh my God. And then he's like, you called her sexy. I'm like, called everybody sexy you know it's just what you do when the order comes in oh, and he just chews my ass out right writes me up makes me sign an acknowledgement that i freaking sexually harassed andy whatever the hell for you know and i'm like this is bullshit and and i mean the, and so i i might go do my little thing go to work next day i work in there another gal she was a waste staff she comes in drops an order and she goes order in sexy i said phil write her up Phil looked at me and said, shut up, Brian, and get back to work. And I swear to God, it's the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard. And, you know, this is the kind of crap that pisses me off. People need to pull the sticks out of their goddamn asses and realize that life has to be a little fun. Otherwise, you're going to be a miserable son of a bitch your whole goddamn life. <laughs> and and just like Andy did to me for calling her sexy. Well, true, true. I have to say, you know, you talk about that. For me, uh, uh, so Saturday I was working and uh, one of our managers came back and I was like, Caleb, how you, cause he'd, he'd been gone for the summer doing an internship. And I was like, Caleb, you sexy beast. How you doing? You know, I do the same thing to guys, you know, I and again, probably... I'm, cons- I, I am consistent across both sexes. Yeah. I, I work with a guy named Lewis and I tell Lewis compliments. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? You sexy bastard. And you know what Lewis tells me? Huh. Lewis tells me that I give him more compliments than anybody else does, <laughs> you know, and well, it makes him feel good, whether it's coming from a straight man or, or whatever. Yeah. He's, he's happy. The fact that somebody finds him at least attractive. Yeah. She's got options, right? Exactly. Exactly. I know. Uh, I know um, Friday night I was working and I was standing talking to the owner and actually I was getting ready to leave. We were talking about what was going to be happening on Saturday. And, uh, I guess my zipper was down on my shorts and the gal who was managing walks by and goes, Hey, your zipper's down. I was like, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? And she goes, well, that's awkward. And I go, well, for you. <laughs> and Carolee just shakes her head and she's like, Oh, you can't do that in this environment. And I was like, yeah, probably not, but I, I would have done it to anybody. You know, <laughs> it was just trying to be funny. It was a joke. If you don't like it, just say, Hey, shut up. All right, move along. I, I always look at people and say, well, why are your eyes traveling down that way? Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to lighten the mood. People take things way too damn seriously. You know, that's the whole thing is, and, and you know, there's, it's almost like a, 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 a score now of, how who can be offended more by something? Oh, I know. And and I'm to the point now. I mean, be, things be piss me off, outraged. but things piss me off. But things don't offend me. Well, you know? I, I got thing. I got stuff. Is how much? Uh, how much are you willing to? How many calories are you willing to burn on things? Yeah. You know what I mean. I I choose to anything that if you want to call it offends me, I just ignore. Screw that. You know? Move along. It, yeah, it comes from stupid people anyway. Why would I give a damn what their opinions are? Mm-hmm. Screw that. So, move along. Yeah. But then again, a lot of people just want to have an opinion about it. I love – one of my favorite ones too. I remember one time I was in line, and maybe I've talked about this one on this thing before, but I had some some uh, 
gal I was in line to get in Disneyland, I had a, a shirt that's it's a brown shirt. It's got writing on the front and it says uh, no hablo inglés. Right. Mm-hmm. So in Spanish, I don't speak English. And two white people behind me in English see my shirt and I can hear them talking about my shirt and how they were completely offended by my shirt. Good. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, really? You're offended by my shirt. Yeah. And no, then they're offended I, I on behalf same... of somebody else. Exactly. But then I take the same shirt to Walt Disney World. Uh, I don't know how long later. And I'm going in line for the poo ride. And a cast member who's uh, kind of greeting us as we get in, he looks at my shirt and he's Hispanic descent. At least I'm assuming so. I hate to be, you know, judgmental in that respect. But he, he looks at to me. Be. He appears to be. He looks at my shirt. He starts rattling Spanish off me quicker than anybody could understand it. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at me and he says, dude, I freaking love your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, thank God. Have a sense of humor. Enjoy life. It's too short to be miserable. So at Woodstock's, um, I made a combo. Oh, oh, I, didn't finish my, I didn't finish my story about Andy. Okay. Okay. So I get written up. I tell him to write up the other gal who called me sexy. He tells me to shut up and get back to work. Andy put her two weeks in and I never saw her again. Hmm. So she wrote me up and I never worked with her again. Now, why did you need to even do it then if you knew you weren't going to work there anymore? Do you ever know? Oh, so it was because you said thanks sexy when you said everyone's sexy? Uh Uh-huh. That's what I did. I called she, you know, it was, it was almost in an indirect comment that she took offense to it and she was already going to quit. She didn't quit because of this. She was already going to quit, but she decided that she was still going to get me in trouble, even though I was never going to work with her again. Yeah. What the hell's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. I hate people. I mean, every freaking day I learn another reason to hate people. So this is going along. I'll I'll, I'll have one more thing when we talk about people getting offended. I'm going to have some else. So, Woodstocks, we have a pizza on the menu that I created. It's called the Howley Luau. I don't know if you can hear me there. Howley Luau. So it's got barbecue chicken, bacon, pineapple, and Canadian bacon, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, you know... So kind of like an over-the-top version of like a Canadian bacon and pineapple. So do you know what a luau is? Do you know what a Howley is? A Howley is a racist term well, for a white man in Hawaii. It's a Hawaiian slang term for a white person on the islands. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Racist, eh, depends on how you want to take it. I just, yeah, no, more I, of it. I just make more of it as a slang term. So yeah. we, I called that, that pizza on campus. Um, the owner saw it and was like, oh, I don't know if we can do that. You know, the, the Hawaiian kids, the, the Islander kids that are going to Oregon State – might take offense to it. And I'm like, okay. So they were coming through the line one day. And I said, what do you guys think of the name of this pizza? And they laughed and they go, that's hilarious. And I said, so you don't take offense to it? And they're like, you should take offense to it. And I'm like, I don't take offense to it. I'm the one that came up with the name. Because isn't that what every Howley expects when they come to the islands? Can I get some barbecue pork and pineapple, you know? Mm-hmm. Some roast pig and some pineapple. That's what I take yeah. it as. Yeah. Anyways, so I thought it was funny. They thought it was funny. So it's still called the Howley Luau. And it is spelled correctly on our menu because I went to Hawaiian Dictionary online to get the correct spelling. Nice. Yeah. Is it on the big painted menu on the back wall? No, 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 no. 
It's just on our printed names on the back. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And it's just kind of funny. Most of the white people I came through can't even spell it right. Because mm-hmm. it's like H A O L E, and they're like, the hail, like Howley. It's a Howley. You're a Howley. Wouldn't you like to be a Howley too? All right, Beach. Anything else to add this week? Oh, no. Not that I can think of. We have prattled on far long enough. I want to thank everyone listening to show number 111 of Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, and HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Remember to listen and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, leave a rating review. And also, you can listen to us on your iPhone Android device through our Stitcher Radio app. Beach. Billy. It's been a good week. Hopefully... We get a Pac-12. Hopefully, you know, it'll be nice. Pac-12 and road victory this week. I was going to say, Kill that'll two pop birds two cherries if we win this week. That's right. Next week will be show number 112. And until then, here's a great big Go Beavs.
Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. All right, let's make sure we're recording. Okay. Does it sound worse when does it sound worse when on on speaker? What? No, you sound fine right now. Okay, cool. All my right. my voice sounds hash, but I but do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound fine. Other than my voice is hashed. Your your voice is hashed, yeah. Okay, I'm make sure recording. Podcast. Skype recording. Hey, look at that, we're recording. Son of a Sweet. bitch. Crazy. Okay, there and there. Alright. It's my pick I'm... my pick on music this week. Okay, I don't have an itinerary, so I'm just going blind because I'm just sitting here in my bedroom. I emailed it to you. I know you did, but I'm sitting here in my bedroom and I only got my phone in front of me. Well. Oh. Well, I Do sent I need you a it? link. I sent you a link. So I need to go to my. I need to go into the den. Uh huh. All right. See, this is why I bring this shit up. Walk over into the den. Walking the mile. Walking Walk the mile. In, walking the green mile. We can run with Jesus. This is Sunday. I always listen to the Jesus Christ show on. Uh, I like. KFC. I like that show. I totally do too. <laughs> I really enjoy that show. You know, he brings some valid points. The guy's not stupid. I mean, he's pretty oh, smart. Yeah. So, hold on here. I just got to catch up. Ooh, I'm watching Oregon State women's volleyball. Oh, spiked it right on her woman parts. Really? Hit her in the boob? No, hit her in the crotch. Ooh. Ooh. The dog spiked her back. Okay, female. Played him hard, though. So are you going to be drinking my Diet Dr. Pepper? Um, I mean, I had one last night yesterday. Two. They have two? I think so. Well, I couldn't have the second one. The freaking t- cap was on too tight. See, I couldn't open it. Even Matt couldn't open it. We're like, what the frick is up with this? We had to let it go. Okay. <clears throat> Hopefully tomorrow we'll get a kickoff time. Wow. Really? Ah. Wow. That could have been a Coke commercial right there. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Illegal Participation. 